Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, teaches about the parable in Luke 16, 1 through 13. God's grace is unending, and He desires a relationship with us no matter how great our sins. If we know God's grace, we are managers responsible to share it. Micah 7:18. Who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of His possession? He does not retain His anger forever, because He delights in unchanging love.
Amen. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes, we bless it. I think that this is going to be fun. You know, in the series of the parables, and trying to really understand what Jesus was trying to teach. If we understand Jesus as a Jewish teacher, he was trying to make it alive, a lesson for those people around him. You know, and a lot of times it's hard to read the Bible. My daughter was saying that this morning, it's hard to read the Bible. That's because it, it was written about 2,000 years ago in a whole different setting, a whole different culture, and, and with a message addressing people 2,000 years ago. But that's, to me, the beauty of the word, because it can be applied in our lives today. So I'm going to read a, a parable that does not make any sense. Okay? I mean, with our minds, it does not make any sense. And I, I want you to, I'm, I'm just going to read this for now, and you, you're going to agree with me. Okay, so I'm going to read this. Luke 16, starting with verse 1, in your Bible, is called the unrighteous steward. Now, he was also saying to the disciples, so this is important, you know, that he, he was talking to the disciples here, but in the beginning of the previous chapter, chapter 15, he was saying, now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near him to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So I, I'm just want to paint the context here because Jesus was talking to everybody. We know that he was speaking to the Samaritan woman. He was speaking to prostitutes. He was drinking. I mean, he was being accused of relating with everybody. Right? He was saying to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager. We are managers. Okay? And this manager was reported to him as squandering his possessions. What does it mean to squander the possessions? You know, we read this word in a couple of chapters before this parable, talking about the prodigal son, that he took all his inheritance and he squandered. He spent with himself. He did what he wanted. Right? And he called, you know, the rich man, probably a farmer, owner of big pieces of land, and he had renters or leasers of his farm you know, and then at the end of the harvest, they would have to come and pay 
according to how much they harvested, right? Oil, olive, farm, or wheat, or any kind of crops, right? So he's saying, this manager was reported to him as squandering his possessions. What was he doing? Was he like taking, charging more? Or was he just putting in his pocket? Or was he just spending on things that he wanted, the way he wanted? And he called him and said to him, what is this? I hear about you. What is going on? What are you doing with what I gave you to manage? Give an accounting of your management, for you can no longer be manager. It's done. You're not doing what I want you to do with what I entrusted you. So you're not going to be a manager anymore. Now, this is a part that you, you will agree with me that does not make any sense. The manager said to himself, what shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I am not strong enough to dig. I am ashamed to beg. In other words, I have nothing. Without, without what was given to me, I have nothing. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the management, people will welcome me into their homes. He's thinking about his retirement, right? And he summoned each one of his master's debtors. And he began saying to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. And he said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 50. I'm giving you a 50% discount. Then he said to another, and how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. I mean, before he's fired, he's like giving discounts to all the debtors. I mean, if he was squandering the owner's possessions before, what is he doing now? Does it make sense? And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he acted wisely. Are you guys getting the point here? No, right? It doesn't make any sense. For the and his master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted wisely. For the sons of this age are more wise or wiser in relation to their own kind than the sons of light. And, they, and I say to you, make friends for yourselves by means of the wealth of unrighteousness, so that when it fails, they will receive you into the eternal dwellings. 
He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? And if you have not been faithful in the use of what, that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Now, the Pharisees, they were there listening. The Pharisees who were lovers of money were listening to all these things and were scoffing at him. Amen. Did you guys get the message? No. Because it does not make any sense. The Lord comes and he's ready to fire the manager because he's squandering the possessions. Right before he is allowed to give an accounting Show him the books, the reports. He receives all the debts with a discount. This is not talking about money, of course. This is talking about what we have received from God and we have been entrusted as managers. First Corinthians. 4, 1 and 2 says, Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that one be found trustworthy. What is the function of the steward? It's to serve, to Minister. He is supposed to be revealing the mysteries of God. What is the mystery of God? You know, in, in so many of the other parables, that's why the, for you to understand this parable, you need to read the other ones. Because they have a common thread. You know, and when he's talking about death and forgiveness of death, he's talking about grace. Remember the one that was forgiven much and then he was killing his fellow slave that owed him just a little bit and then he lost all that, the forgiveness that he had received before. So this is talking about a manager and that's what I said in the beginning. We are all managers. We all have been entrusted with something. The problem that Jesus is addressing here is that whoever has received something tends to make it exclusive. That means you squander. You say, hey, this is ours. We are the last thing that God is doing. We are the sons of light. We have all the revelation, but we're going to just keep it here.
and we're going to use it. Right? We're going to enjoy it. And that's what that manager was doing. What happened when he gave a discount? Well, number one, what happened when he was squandering his Lord's possession? I don't know. It's hard to understand how he was doing that. But maybe he was just putting it in his pocket. You know, maybe he was just overcharging and creating a bad reputation for the rich man. Right? It's like, hey, overcharging interest. No, you, you, you owe more than this. You know, you have to pay more. But when he gave the discount, what did he do? He made the whole village happy. Wow, that rich man is such a nice guy. He gave us all discounts. And he is blessing all of us. Are you guys getting some of the message now? I bless this for us because I think that there is something that was really deep for me as I was preparing for this this week. And I think that one of the interpretations about this verse hearing, what is one? the sons of light. And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted wisely. For the sons of this age are wiser in relation to their own kind than the sons of light. It is possible that Jesus was addressing a sect at his time of the Essenes, the Dead Sea Scrolls, community, because they were so exclusive, and they were so, like, in one sense, proud of their lifestyle and their community and their religion, you know, that they despised what was going on in the temple in Jerusalem. And they would, whoever would come to be part of that community would bring all their wealth and they could only do business among themselves. Of course, we know that later, during the siege and the destruction of the temple, that whole community was killed and annihilated. You know, and then only uh, a few, like 60 some years ago, 70 years ago, they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Thank God. But, and then they found all these writings about this community and how they, that's how they lived. They lived separated from everybody else. They, like, they would not do business. So it's possible that Christ is referring to them here, saying, wiser than the sons of light. Because what God entrusted you, he did not entrust for you just to enjoy it yourself. You have to be doing business. You have to be giving discounts. You have to be exercising the grace and character of the rich man that delights in forgiveness, 
delight in showing grace. It may be that manager was really strict, and he was really going like, no, you owe this, and you have to do this, and he was maybe sending people to prison because they could not pay their debts. But that was also creating what? A bad reputation for the rich man. And it was like when they brought the woman caught in adultery, what does the law say? Right? Jesus asked the, the Pharisees. Oh, she needs to be stoned. Okay, so who has no sin can cast for a stone? So the character of the rich man is always, it doesn't matter what's right. <laughs> I mean, there is importance in what's right, but what a delight to forgive debts. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And that's, to me, what I think in this parable is very clear that the manager, when he, in our minds, was doing even worse than what he was doing before, he was praised by his master. Like I said, this parable is very beyond our ability to understand. But if we think about it in terms of God's grace and in terms of us being managers, stewards of his love, of his forgiveness, grace, mercy, then the question is, what kind of manager am I? Verse 8, his master praised the unrighteous manager because he acted wisely. This story, you have the rich man, you have the manager. You have the master's debtors. You have the sons of this age and the sons of light. Wealth of unrighteousness and true riches. I think that it is possible that Jesus was also referring to God's plan of salvation. That does not include just the sons of light, those that but includes even us Gentiles. <laughs> Include, at the time, the people that were not bound by religious walls of separation. A Gentile would not care who would buy or sell, you know, right? They would just do business with anybody. And I think that in a lot of ways, you know, the Pharisees, they were like also bound by some walls. You know, they could not talk to the Samaritans. They could not do this. And, you know, they would not be able to get any kind of jobs because of idolatry in the government and places, in the culture. So they, they 
had all of them had to kind of be separated. Second Corinthians five eighteen. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Paul here is writing to the Corinthians, the sons of unrighteousness. And he's saying, I am here as a manager, as an ambassador, and I am begging you, be reconciled to God. He was not maintaining the walls and squandering the master's possessions, right? Luke 12, 42, and the Lord said, who then is a faithful and sensible steward whom his master will put in charge of his servants to give them rations at the proper time. Blessed is that slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Isn't that interesting that if you read that one parable by itself, you cannot understand but here, when you put in a bigger context, he's saying, I'm entrusting you for you to be a faithful and sensible steward to give their rations, feed people in due season. You dispense, you share. You serve others with what I have entrusted you. Who knows if that servant that is called the unjust steward was not later put in charge of more because he changed his mind, because he became wiser in how to manage the rich man's possessions. Lord, make us wise stewards and sensible that we are feeding those that are under us, that you have entrusted to us. Proper food in due season. First Peter 4, 10 and 11, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking 
the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Employ your gifts. We are all managers. We are all stewards. And he's saying, employ your gifts in serving others as good and sensible stewards of the grace of God. I think that it is possible that when that steward of Luke 16, right? I think that there was a, a big celebration in that village. Because when he became wiser, it created a whole new relationship between all the leasers of the land, the farmers, the ranters, with the rich man. Like I said, this is just my attempt with this parable. That it is natural for any religion denomination to be like that steward. And God is way beyond that. Maybe for another time to understand the end of the parable, talking about the, the wealth of unrighteousness and true riches. The, I think that the wealth of unrighteousness is our ability to not stop with problems and sins and even be able to deal with that and forgive that so that we can actually receive the true riches. Micah, just to close this, who is a God like you? Micah 7, 18 and 19. Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever, but he delights in unchanging love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. I think that when we do the same thing, we are going to be praised as good managers. But when we retain that of others, we will be called squanderers of his wealth. Because his wealth is unchanging love. I bless this for us. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the word. You know, open our eyes.
I pray that the eyes of your hearts be enlightened. I, I bless this word. Let the Lord bless this word for us. You know that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what are the gifts. What are the things that have been entrusted to each one of us? What are the things that I, we are stewards and that we should be employing and we should be putting to use? You know, what are the things that we have received freely that we are to freely give? Because if we don't, it may mean that I'm a squanderer. <laughs> and I'm just using it for my own benefit. And not being a sensible and good steward. I, I want us to have a revelation of the heart of this Master. Then he said to another, Luke 16, 7, And how much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill, write eighty. And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he finally acted wisely. He finally got a revelation of what was behind the motivation of, of the rich man, of his master. You know, and I bless us as a church to finally have a revelation of what is the heart and motivation of the Father. Yeah. That he's not just entrusting things to us so that we manage ourselves, but we dispense as good stewards and we feed those the proper food in due season. I bless this for all of us. Amen. Amen. Does it make any sense? I bless this for us. God is, I don't know about you, do you sometimes feel like you're being challenged? I think a lot of times we, we forget, you know, that the master will, will come and say, okay, I want you to give me an account. You know, it's like the, we see that in the parable of the talents. What did you do with it? Remember that? It's like, oh, yeah, I made business. I, you gave me five, I got ten. You gave me ten, I have twenty. Uh, you gave me one. I, I know that you're a strict man, and you reap where you did not sow, right? But that's what the rich man did. I mean, he had a big land, so he would rip where he did not sow because people were using his land and planting and but then they would have to come and bring to him so lord 
first of all, refresh to us a revelation of what you have entrusted us. You know, and we're going to take communion. And this is a high price according to our faith and our beliefs that has been entrusted to us. The blessing of being included. The blessing of being entrusted as stewards. You're to love. You're to forgive. You are to bless. You are to go out to the end of the world where there is darkness. And bring the light that you have. You're not just supposed to take a lamp and, and put it under the table and hide it. Jesus was speaking a very wise parable to the sons of light that could be the Essenes, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls community. It could be the Pharisees. It could be the you know, the Sadducees that controlled the temple, they had everything for them, and they controlled the sacrifices, and they were making money out of it. It could be any one of us today. And you say, I'm going to come, and you're going to have to give me an account. How are you doing business with, with what I gave you? And I bless that for us. You guys want to stand... Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.